You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. Hey, everybody. It's your old friend, John DeLuna and Brian Kilby for another episode of Get the Skinny, the podcast of fitness, health, and wellness tips and tricks for the um, the would be classified as uh, freaks, geeks, and adorable, wonderful human beings. We fit in that category too. Brian, can I tell you before we get into this how glad I am that uh, nerd culture now is culture? Isn't that isn't that a great way for us to like slide into our late thirties to be in that 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 sphere of acceptance now? Finally, who saw that one coming? I didn't. Uh, we should have, I guess, right? I guess like so. as as like as that that massive herd that was like aging into becoming like the power generation. I think we should have probably seen it coming for ourselves. I, I don't know that. But, nerd, uh, the, uh, I, I, I don't know that nerd culture is the culture so much as the internet makes it so that it's easier to form communities, mm-hmm. and it seems like nerd culture is the culture because we commune with fellow nerds. We sure do. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. I, in some in some ways, though, uh, uh, nerd culture has certainly become like, if not the key influencer in certain things, like one of the key influencers. I mean, look at Hollywood, right? For sure. Yeah, true. The the money makers uh, are now Star Wars, Marvel, and all like all their attempts at doing like new tentpole franchises are nerdy things. Uh, if you if you were back in uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, if you described what like Hollywood blockbusters are to somebody, uh, if you said in the future, Hollywood blockbusters are not going to be diehard. They're going to be Iron Man and Ant-Man. Um, they would, uh, you know, look at you funny. I would have laughed. Here we are. Brian, I do want to start off with some somber news. Uh-oh. What's wrong? A little bit of an obituary in the food world um, should be. Uh, broadcast over the airwaves. We have lost an underappreciated uh, and maybe by some reviled uh, person who contributed a very polarizing thing to the world of food. The man who invented Hawaiian pizza has passed away. No, no. Sam Panopoulos, a Canadian immigrant from Greece. He was widely credited with inventing the uh, controversial pineapple-topped Hawaiian pizza. He passed away last week at the age of 83, according to the Washington Post. His obituary posted by his family confirms that uh, he passed away at a hospital in London, Ontario. They didn't say the cause, but, uh, but he has moved off this, uh, off this plane. Uh, Panopolos is known for his uh, tropical cre- creation, which... Contrary to what you would think from its name, was invented in 1962 at Satellite, the restaurant he opened uh, himself. And uh, it was not in Hawaii. It was uh, in, t- uh, in Canada. So he uh, apparently, the, as the lore goes, he was looking for new topping ideas for his pizzas. He reached for a can of pineapple, added some bits of ham to throw on his pizza because uh, he also had some excess ham. A little bit of pineapple. And uh, what do you know? He created a combination that has revolutionized and bitterly divided the world of pizza. He uh, later dubbed it Hawaiian pizza for the brand of canned pineapple that he used on it. 
Uh, today, the pizza has become a staple of most pizza chain menus, unbelievably. And while many consumers have grown to love the sweet and sour combination, uh, myself excluded, massive groups of people have come to despise the pizza uh, because they believe that pineapple doesn't belong on top of a pizza. I'm afraid I'm on that side of the camp. Brian, where do you fall in the world of Hawaiian pizza, yay or nay? What uh, do you say? So it's a, it's I have a weird thing with that. I think pineapple is a brilliant topping for pizza. I just don't like it with ham. Okay. What do you like it with? Uh, I mean, I like putting it, especially with something like jalapenos or something like that, where you get it. Uh, it's it's spicy and it's sweet. Um, I don't ham doesn't do much for me on pizza, but um, I think pineapple is an awesome topping. Pineapple, wow. black olives, uh, jalapeno, banana peppers. Um, uh, so my new favorite pizza, there's an amazing pizza joint down the road from me. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a phenomenal pizza place. And if you ever uh, come down to the Charlotte area again, you need, you need to go. But it's okay. literally less than a mile from my house. Um, they, I have a brand new favorite pizza there, which is – it's pretty simple. It's just onion, sausage, and red peppers. But it's amazing. So Interesting. Yeah. What's it called? What's the place called? Uh, Alino's. Okay. There's some free pub for them, for those fine folks. Yeah. Brian, one more thing before we jump into that. <laughs> the, the owner's name is Michael Bay. Just say Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Wow. Do the pizzas come like to the table smoldering and like half blown apart? No, not yet. Are they smeared with mud and uh, somehow showing a midriff? Not yet. Okay, not yet. Well, you know, nobody's perfect. Brian, before we get into uh, health and exercise, I do want to have another little tidbit kind of thrown on the uh, – Throwing the fire, another Barbie. The only reason I bring this up for everybody is when I read this story, it reminded me how much food is in this world. Uh, there's an unbelievable amount of food, especially processed food, just kind of sitting in this world, uh, kind of going in and out of stores and in and out of people, uh, so to speak. And uh, you just have no idea how much food is in this world. Case in point, Tyson. The, uh, the purveyors of chicken, mm -hmm. Tyson, has recalled 2 million pounds of food for a labeling error. Uh, Tyson Foods is recalling more than 2 million pounds of breaded, ready-to-eat chicken products, chicken patties, chicken nuggets, that kind of thing. The stuff in the freezer aisle. Uh, because there was um, an, an ingredient left out on the list, uh, the uh, breadcrumbs on this uh, breaded chicken product. Uh, uses milk, and milk was not called out on the um, on the ingredients list. Milk is considered a very serious allergen uh, by the government, so they had an immediate and extreme recall. But uh, this uh, labeling error in total uh, has led to over 3 million pounds of food being recalled so far um, that used this um, undisclosed breadcrumb vendor's product. Wow. 3 million pounds of uh, this is just breaded chicken. Think about that. Three million pounds. And this is just a recall. So this is some percent of breaded frozen chicken. And even when you like narrow it down all the way down to just that, that one like little area of the freezer aisle, it's enough to have three million pounds. That's a shame. Uh, that's crazy. Brian, have you ever had a product that fits this description? Like the ready to eat breaded frozen uh, variety of food dude so uh tyson was the primary employer in my old my old town that i lived in uh, interesting. Uh, they okay. actually they actually bought out the place that my mom worked at for years and years 
So I mm-hmm. actually had uh, like a card that as it was called, it's called Tyson Family, where I could go in and get stuff at like employee prices at a store at the uh, what wasn't actually near the Tyson plant, but I could go and get stuff. I ate that stuff all the time. I think it's great. I, I'm actually kind of uh, sad. surprisingly good. Yeah. Are you sad for them to take that hit? Yeah. And, and the fact that it's going to go to waste. Yeah, well, they they apparently have uh, a few options because it's frozen, and they know exactly why it's being recalled. One option is they could, if stuff is safely returned to them, they can relabel it, uh, they can destroy it. Uh, They can apparently recook it uh, also uh, to, I guess, I don't know, change it somehow, but... um, but uh, they, uh, in theory, could relabel it. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would be down with that as a consumer, knowing that something went from Tyson to a grocery freezer aisle, back to Tyson, back out to the freezer aisle, and uh, even if it's properly labeled after that, that we're all good. Uh, I, I, they, I should, they should probably donate it. Just write it off. Donate it to. Uh, yeah, I mean, they can get rid of three million pounds of chicken. As crazy as that sounds, you are right, my friend. Yeah. They can, the world can devour that pretty quickly. Uh, speaking of devouring, Brian, how, how is the, uh, how's the old fitness routine going for you? I know you, you said you were out mowing just this night. Yeah. So that's some cardio for you. No, it's that's, not. It's a, it's yeah, a riding it mower. Uh-oh. Well, how did it go? Yeah, man, it was great. Yeah, you got your vitamin D? Got my, well, yeah, I, I didn't start mowing until after eight, so the sun had actually kind of already set, so... Um, you know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm walking, walking more. Um, I've got the, uh, bench that I got for, uh, my birthday and I put that up this weekend. I love that. It's amazing. Mm, love it. Have you tweeted or, uh, sent any pictures of that out? I need to, I'll, I'll yeah, tweet that out. Uh, when, when the podcast goes up, then I'll retweet it from the at GTS podcast account. Beautiful. Beautiful. How's the waifu? How, how are you guys doing on, uh, now is she, is she when you kind of lock down your diet or when you kind of start to make, uh, you know, um, slightly different decisions at the dinner table? Does she go along for the ride or does she go rogue? Uh, we don't normally. So unless we're at a restaurant or something, we don't really eat together. And so let's see here. How do I say this? I kind of have to make a lot of the decisions myself because I'll say, hey, I want to eat healthy. So she'll be great. Uh, do you want like fried chicken? <laughs> like no it's like oh okay do you want pizza no i mean that's not healthy that's not what i want uh so i kind of have to make a lot of, a lot of those uh decisions on my own um, what if it's cheese thin crust pizza um what if you eat like a five-year-old yeah i mean then then it's basically if, if i if i mess up it, it i'm really the one to blame and not she's okay. so um uh, but one thing though and uh, I did want to mention this that that we've both discovered it's mostly me mm, but uh mm, she, she I think she likes it too. Um I think my new favorite frozen treat. Uh, have you seen the uh, Outshine fruit bars by Nestle? Uh yeah, are they come in the green box? Uh yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I love these things. Uh so far I've had several uh over the last couple of weeks uh several boxes of the watermelon and uh, I'm working through a box of grape. Each one's only like 50 calories, each oh. popsicle, and yes. they are delicious. They are so delicious. Um, it's my, literally my new favorite snack. I could eat. I, like, uh, I could eat a whole box in like over the course of three days and not feel bad about it because that's only like sure. an extra hundred calories a day. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, what do they come in uh, boxes of four or six or something like that? Uh, six. Yeah. 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 
So, uh, yeah, and that's also that's a quite a summary treat, my friend. Yeah, it's so good. Fruity, cold, delicious, very nice. That's a free plug. I think they're made by Nestle. Nestle, yeah. Nestle? Yeah, Nestle. Yeah, okay. So, I'm, uh, I'm shout-outs to Nestle. I'm going to grab a grape one before I go to bed. Grape. I'm not a fan of grape, I'll be honest with you. That's okay. I'm not judging. I'm, but I'm also, uh, I'm also very boring. I usually default to, to, um, to something of the berry variety. So strawberry, raspberry, mixed berry, that kind of thing. I'm boring. And you also don't but, like, uh, uh, you also don't like, uh, pineapple on your pizza. So sure don't. I'm going to tell you that right now. You can have your pizza. I'm going to have mine. We're not, we're not splitting a pizza. We're having two pizzas. I, uh, I promise you that. Hey, real quick. I do want to shout out, um, a couple of friends on my fitness pal that uh, connected with us, uh, I'm sure because of the show, and uh, and they've been killing it. So uh, Jay Jalomo and Purdue AV 2003, you guys are awesome. Uh, Purdue has been logging his weight. Uh, I need to I need to actually log in my updated weight. Yeah, I'm afraid. Too. I think it'll be fine, but I'm afraid. Anyway, Purdue AV 2003. He's lost 22.2 pounds. Heck yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. For sure. That's serious business. Uh, losing one pound uh, and keeping it off is, is progress worth, um, worth feeling good about. Losing 22.2 pounds, uh, you should be feeling great. And don't listen to us uh, when, we, uh, when we talk about that crazy fast food, uh, those fast food gimmicks every week. Uh, well, you're clearly not listening to us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Stay off the... Uh, Whatever the chicken and waffle Oreos and whatever the triple stuffed pizzas and things like that with that we uh, that we mentioned, uh, Brian. I do want to um, in our in our seemingly weekly uh, quest to find the latest news of uh, caffeine, both good and bad. I did want to share a story with you and everybody else. And this is this is not John lecturing Brian <laughs> on his caffeine use. Uh, as I've done before. Um, and I do want to state that I still put away, uh, I'm bad. I still probably put away at least one, one to three diet Mountain Dews a day. Not good. Uh, but <clears throat> I want to both inspire everyone and delight with this story. Uh, Elon Musk apparently had a caffeine addiction, which he has gotten over, but he had a caffeine addiction specifically when he was uh, founding and building both Tesla and SpaceX. When he was getting those two companies off the ground, uh, Elon Musk had quite a caffeine addiction. That is how he got through this, Brian. This is how he built two of the, uh, two of the more progressive, as far as business and technology goes, two of the more progressive uh, organizations out there. So some details. A 2007 report from Inc., recently uncovered by Business Insider, uh, revealed that while Musk was getting Tesla and SpaceX off the ground, he was working a grueling 100 hours a week and gutting through the entire process through the power of caffeine. On a regular day, he went through at least eight cans of Diet Coke and multiple large cups of coffee every day. So when you break that down, a, a regular can of Diet Coke has 42 uh, milligrams of caffeine per can. Which, uh, which means uh, on just uh, the soda alone, he was consuming at least uh, about 340 milligrams a day. Uh, you're only supposed to have 400 uh, milligrams a day. So he was already at 350 just on the soda minimum 
plus multiple cups of day, which can, uh, large cups of coffee, which can uh, have up to 400 uh, plus milligrams of caffeine. So it looks like he was having, he was getting probably three to four, possibly five times the daily recommended amounts of caffeine every day, working 100 hours a week. And what did he get for it? What does he have to show for it? Uh, he has Tesla and SpaceX. But I'm on the right uh, path. You are on the path, man. You just have to, you just have to, you know, find, find your life changing invention. It's somewhere in there. It's in that noggin. But uh, apparently, uh, Elon has gotten over this uh, addiction. He's weaned it down, uh, both in the uh, coffee and the soda department. And now, uh, at the uh, Tesla offices, he has them stock caffeine free Diet Coke which uh, is apparently his version of a nicotine patch. So he, uh, he nurses a caffeine-free Diet Coke to, to make sure he's still getting a Diet Coke of some kind. But apparently he's, uh, he's kind of come down from that high, those, those halcyon days, those salad days of building Tesla and SpaceX from nothing when he worked, Brian, 100 hours a week and was taking four to five times the daily recommended amount of caffeine. Um, there you go. That's not a completely negative story about uh, caffeine abuse, but uh, you know, uh, it's also a story of, I guess, redemption or or uh, recovery. That uh, Elon Musk, um, he did it. He did it hard way, and then now he he's 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 grown up. He's drinking his diet free soda. Yeah, soda pop. I've I've worked close to a hundred hours a week before, and I'm certain he did it for a long, long time. Sure, that amount of work is so hard. Oh gosh. Oh. No, it's terrible. I would say I would think like when it's really hard, no offense to our employers or or just I'm just talking kind of general in generalities. But um, working, you know, 80 hour plus weeks for a company that you aren't that isn't your creation and like, yes, yeah, yeah. twinkle in your eye that that makes it uh, extra grueling. No offense. No offense to every other company basically on Earth. But uh if you're putting in that kind of time and effort towards like literally your dream, um, it's much different. That probably doesn't hurt. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so Brian, what uh, what else is going on, man? Uh, do you have any um, Do you have any uh, fitness goals coming up, or have you guys uh, hit Planet Fitness recently? Do you need to get back on that train? How How are other things going? Uh, so now that um, I mean, so I I think I mentioned this last week or the week before. I was working quite a bit on the new website, which you can go to at uh, gettheskinny.org. Um, and I told myself once I got that done, I would go back. I still have, even though the site launched, I've still been working on it probably four or five hours in the evening every day. Um, so I'm setting a goal to go back next week. If not, if not uh, specifically back to the gym, at the least, at the least walking more in the evening. So, how are the uh, how are mosquitoes and you? Are they, do they like you? Do they not like you? Uh, they love me. So, uh, what do you do? Do you use off? Do you use anything else? Like, what do you do? Or do you do anything? Uh, depends. Just, I mean, so it just depends, really. If um, if I'm out and I'm going to be out for a protracted period, I tend to use like spray. If I'm only going to be out for like a few minutes, I don't worry about it. Okay. Well, how long are your walks? Like, how long can they be? Yeah, pretty long. So, um, probably should. Uh, the last time we went out walking, we went for about twenty minutes, and that was a short. Uh-huh. That was a short walk. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I probably should do that. 
Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt, right? And yeah. tis, the, tis the season. Uh, does West Nile or anything like that kind of, uh, does that run up that region of the uh, country? I don't know. I've never, I haven't heard that it does, but it very well could. Uh, yeah, you might want to check that out. So, hey, Brian, what time of day do you usually do your walking? Uh, late evening slash night. Okay, perfect. So, to end the show, I've got some tips for you and everybody else who walks or runs at night. And some of this stuff you may be like saying, John, don't talk to me like I'm a child. Listen, listen here, fellas. I'm just trying to make sure that you guys have the fun fundamentals down because even I am guilty of probably not doing any of this stuff. But here are some tips for walking and running at night, which for the working man or lady uh, can be often the only time that you can do this. So one, wear reflective gear to be seen. Black may be slimming, but uh, hey, reflective stripes or at least stark white something uh, is a must. I see so people don't wear stark. I see people wearing black at night all the time. That's crazy. So, I mean, if you're going to wear like a black shirt or whatever, I, that's, I guess that's okay. But you better be wearing like uh, bleach white shorts or neon green shorts or something. You better be glowing from the neck up or the neck down, depending on what you're wearing. Uh, number two, light your way. Uh, even if you are walking, especially if you're walking and not running, if you are walking in an area with streetlights, uh, you still may encounter some dark, dark patches. If you're walking in an area without streetlights, then for sure take a lightweight flashlight um, or, uh, if you have sufficient battery power, you know, your phone has a flashlight mode. So, uh, be sure to light your way. Uh, so cars can see you. Uh, number three, night walking safety rules. Here's some general rules for walking at night. Use sidewalks and off-road paths. Do not use the streets if at all possible. Uh, walk facing the traffic so you can see the traffic and react to anybody who, isn't accommodating. Use extra caution when crossing the streets. Drivers do not expect pedestrians walking at night. Uh, there are safety in numbers depending on where you're walking, what you're doing. Uh, one extra person can mean uh, the world as far as increased safety. Uh, beware of tripping hazards. It's harder to see stuff at night. So uh, especially things like fallen branches, rocks, things that might be on your path one night and not the next just be mindful. Uh, look down. Watch where you're going. Uh, don't be blinded by light. Headlights can make it difficult for you to see, especially if you're walking towards traffic like you're technically supposed to. So, uh, so choose paths with, uh, without frequently changing um, lighting levels. So, uh, so try to walk down a path that has consi- a consistent amount of, uh, of streetlights, uh, predictable traffic patterns, that kind of thing. Uh, because if, uh, if headlights come at you... Uh, randomly, it can be uh, can be hairy, man. Stranger danger. Fear of strangers in the night keeps many walkers off the trail from dusk to dawn. But there are steps you can take to reduce the risk. Uh, if you're, you know, feeling a little nervous about getting out there uh, during the nighttime, uh, strangers who may attack have nothing personal against you. Obviously, they're just looking for an easy target. So they're not looking for you. They're looking for an easy target. So to be less of a target, again, buddy up with somebody or take your pet. Uh, carry a walking stick if you want. Uh, a lightweight uh, flashlight is both uh, a safety measure uh, for lighting your way. It also is a potential weapon and a deterrent for anybody who's just trying to scope you out. Uh, wearing earphones or gazing frequently at your phone may make you uh, more of a target as you may appear distracted. So 
always uh, for your own safety and to kind of ward off whoever's lurking in the bushes. Uh, just look, look up, uh, be aware of where you're going, what you're doing. Um, but if they think you're distracted, that's just one more reason to to target you. And if you see a suspicious person cross the street or change your path to avoid them, don't play games, don't play chicken with uh, with somebody who's given off the wrong vibe. Speaking of uh, looking down at your phone, like I said, uh, don't do that. Don't yeah. do it. Don't overly do that when you're walking at night. Um, you know, keep your eyes up, keep aware, chin up, all that stuff. Just don't don't stay focused on your phone. Uh, the one other tip: shift your walking time if you can. Uh, when you just can't enjoy walking in the dark, try shifting your walking time or place. So if you if you get bored walking at night, try do what you can to try to work in a, a nice morning walk or a midday walk just to mix things up. It may shake off the uh, the boredom. And if you take full advantage of the daylight on the weekends, it's a that's another good way to kind of mix things up. Shorter walks of 15 minutes have many of the same health advantages of longer walks, so long as the total time each day adds up to 30 minutes or more. So you can take one 30-minute walk, two 15-minute walks, a few 10-minute walks, and you know what? A lot of the health benefits are the same. So, Brian, those are just a few... Um, tips and tricks for walking at night some of that stuff's obvious some of it's not some of it is obvious and we still don't do it so it's a nice little reminder should, wouldn't you say? should we carry like a concealed weapon or something uh <laughs> i don't know what do you think brian what I counts always, as a concealed weapon well i always carried like a pocket knife or Ooh, or like a, like, like um a baton i have like a, i had a tactical baton that i always carried in my pocket you do yeah do you always have it on you? When I well, when I would walk in town, not I don't carry it with awesome. me. But like when I would go out, oh. when I went out jogging every night, and I had to go through town, which I went by the Tyson plant that I talked about earlier, I absolutely yeah. always had that on me. It's awesome. You're like you're like one mask away from being a vigilante. I know, right? Fighting crime in a future time, Brian Kilby. Yes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know what? Speaking of Elon Musk and caffeine addiction, you got the caffeine addiction. And, you know, you need a dream like Elon Musk. You might have one, but now I have a dream for you, and it's uh, Crime Fighter by night, for sure, with your baton. Only your wits and your baton. That would be great. That should be more enough uh, to take down, yes, to take down whatever villain is born from the Tyson chicken plant. Yeah. I'm sure there are several coming out of there. Uh, Brian, anything else for for the fine listeners on this week's Get the Skinny? That's it, John. That's all I got. Well, uh, before we go, I do want to remind everybody, check out the new website, tfrao.net. Uh, Brian put a lot of sweat and tears into that one. And uh, sponsor us if you can. How do you do that? You go to tfrao.net slash Amazon or just click an Amazon link while you're poking around uh, tfrao.net. But uh, tfrao.net slash Amazon. Go there. Do your Amazon shopping. You support us. You don't even know it. Uh, some nickels and dimes from your, uh, your money spent at Amazon goes into the coffers. Brian Kilby uses those to keep the lights on. So uh, sponsor us. Why don't you? TFRU.net slash Amazon. So for uh, Brian Kilby, this is John DeLuna. Find us on MyFitnessPal especially, guys. We've already got, like I said, uh, many followers on MyFitnessPal. I do, thanks to the show. And you guys are killing it. 20 pounds here. Man, uh, exercise logs there. Uh, all sorts of good stuff that we're sharing and liking and uh, patting each other on the back on MyFitnessPal. You can find me on my fitness pal at that John D. Brian, where can they find you? Uh, on my fitness pal, I am at uh, GTS Kilby. Awesome. And uh, on Twitter, where can they find you? B Kilby. 
Ooh, for me, I'm that John D. Both places. So yeah, uh, download my fitness pal. Find us on my fitness pal. You won't regret it. It'll help you eat a little bit better. Maybe work out a little bit more. Before you know it, the pounds will start uh, dripping away. You'll be uh, you'll be a better person, also less of a person physically. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what we're working for. Uh, so, for Brian Kilby, this is John DeLuna. We'll see you on the next Get the Skinny. This has been Get the Skinny. 